Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you as always for clicking on the podcast. It really is, really is super appreciated. Here in episode 64, we are going to be talking about the brand new film directed by Sean Levy and starring Ryan Reynolds once again together, The Adam Project, which I think hit Netflix on Friday, just gone. Um, managed to sit down and give it a watch because really my curiosity um, got the better of me with this one because I saw some reviews for it, some very favourable reviews as well, in particular IGN giving it a 9 out of 10. I thought, well... Let's definitely see. Let's sit down and see if it is worthy of that nine out of ten film. And and I would say I'd, I wouldn't say it's up there with like a nine out of ten. But I would say that the the reviews that I've seen for it, which have been fairly positive for it, or in the middle, definitely would agree with that. It's very like kind of nineties two thousand sci fi flick. Obviously, time travel involved. And this is the the beauty of this film for me is that like I, I enjoyed. The story was 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 decent enough, but I enjoyed the emotional range that's in this film more than anything, like the tone of it, especially for Ryan Reynolds, because you don't usually get that with a Ryan Reynolds film. Usually I'm expecting the same old, same old Deadpool without a mask on, here's the quips, here's the lines. But I think this is a, a pretty good performance for him. I think that, again, there's a lot of great supporting cast in there too. Obviously, Zoe Zaldana as too, um, Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner. And, of course, not forgetting the fantastic Walker Scobell, the young Adam, the young character obviously playing the younger Ryan Reynolds. I've said younger too much there, but still, <laughs> he's great. There's a great dynamic between the two of them. And there's kind of a lot to unpack. And I'm going to give this, obviously, as spoiler-free as I can. It is available on Netflix now, so make sure you do if you set some time aside to check it out. But I, I did double-check as well because I, the, the, I'm not... Saying there's mild spoilers in this review, it's just that I watched the film and then I made sure to watch the trailer again just to see because with anything Netflixy, I don't want to go straight in and be like, you know, this is what happens kind of thing. It's just that a lot of it was kind of a lot of it is shown in the trailer, is what I'm getting at, and um, it, just another marketing tool, I guess, to get people to, to check it out. But a lot of my favorite moments, anyways, or at least some plot points, are in the actual trailers themselves. But it is decent enough, and Sean Levy, of course, obviously on the back of Free Guy working with uh, working with Ryan Reynolds, they're doing another film together, a little film called Deadpool 3, which is going to be coming out, I think, next year or something like that. So it's kind of great that these two are getting that kind of, um, yeah, that duo of director and star together. Um, as people listen to my podcast though, about Free Guy, I wasn't a fan of it. I think I was just like maybe just the wrong market for it. I mean, I do like watching games and such. It's just that... Um, I do like playing games, sorry. It's just, I'm not, I don't know, like, I, I, just, I don't know. There's something about the Free Guy film. I love the consciousness of it, the idea of, you know, Ryan Reynolds' character being, an, you know, a living, an actual, having an actual conscious, sorry, obviously, and and that 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 layer to the film. But overall, I just, I was a bit like, yeah, whatever. Uh, whereas this, I have come away, like, pretty, yeah, I enjoyed the watch, you know what I mean? Like, I've not come away thinking, my God, that was just trash or anything. I have enjoyed pretty much what I saw. I do think the film, sadly, does tail towards the end, and there's a few things within the film that are, of course, you know, I can pick a, pick away and be like, right, I didn't enjoy this, that, and the other, but the main thing is, is that it's a great, it's a great buddy duo, it's a great family, family-driven film as well, and, and like I said, the heart and, and that's in there, the emotional range, is what I've come away pretty much enjoying. So, yeah, The Adam Project is what we're going to be talking about. Before we dive further into it, though, you can catch this podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, of course. And you can jump onto rss.com. Don't forget to jump onto Facebook as well and search Joe Blogs About Films. Find the Facebook page, give it a like, give it a follow. That would be too very much appreciated. Share away, word of mouth, however it is. Any support for this podcast is honestly, honestly super duper appreciated so let's dive back into the adam project the synopsis here when rogue pilot adam reed a time traveler from the year 2050 accidentally crash lands into 2022 he finds himself face to face with his 12 year old self together the pair head back in time facing up to their past to save the earth's future and just on the get-go i just want to mention that the relationship between these two honestly like 
Ryan Reynolds and, and Walker Scoble are so good together. Like you can tell that obviously Walker Scoble is a massive Reynolds fan, like especially like a Deadpool fan. I do believe as well some behind the scenes footage has been has, has emerged from Ryan Reynolds, obviously of Walker Scoble just reciting one of the Deadpool monologues from from I think it's Deadpool Two or something, which is incredible. Fair play to the young guy, and uh, you can tell that he's studied so much of Reynolds' work, or at least in particular maybe Deadpool or something, and just managed to get those characteristics, those mannerisms, and just such down to an absolute. Even even his line delivery, like just the way that it comes out, or like his quips or whatever, it's very Reynolds, and 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 I enjoyed that relationship between the two. It's one of the beauties I say of this is that family dynamic and the fact that. They've both gone through significant loss throughout their life. Obviously, Walker Scobell's young Adam is just going through, you know, losing his father about a year and a half ago, Mark Ruffalo, who is essentially the godfather, as he likes to quote, of time travel, um, which I, I'll speak about the time travel aspect of it in a second. But, you know, Walker Scobell's character has gone through loss, the loss of that and dealing with that grief, as to, as to Jennifer Garner, his mum. Um, Ellie Reed, she's still going through that as well and trying to be a mum still at the same time. And Reynolds, obviously, having lost his father at such a young age, now in 2050, is dealing with the fact that his wife has gone missing as well, played by Zoe Zaldana. Again, there's so many layers to it, and it's that thing of they help each other in so many different ways, whether that's you know reminding them of elements of the past, helping them with the elements of, of the future, obviously young and old Adam helping each other. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed that quite a lot. I thought that it, it, it's, it's one of those, again, where... It just brings some really poignant moments together. They can just be having a, some of the better moments of this film are them two having a chat just about this and that, about what stuff that they remember, in particular young Adam, when he remembers obviously like playing catch with Mark Ruffalo, his father and such, and just these moments there. It's very, very lovely. And, and um, yeah, just thought it was that, that I enjoyed that so much more than obviously probably what happens towards the end of the film. And I was just touching upon the time travel aspect of it as well. What I like about this film is it's kind of straight in. It's like time travel exists, but you just don't know it yet. And that's kind of like, they, they, they don't really go too much into further explanation. They explain how, you know, it, it works in, in the sense of like a wormhole and, and that's how they do it. But it's pretty much it. Like, they don't really go into too much like, they, it's literally like, yep, it exists, deal with it kind of thing. And I'm fine with that because the only, like, even when Mark Ruffalo's character is, comes into the fray and he finds out that time travel, his, his work on time travel has come, you know, it's come to fruition, it's worked. It's not like even like he's there going, but what about the site? He's just like, okay, fair enough. Time travel exists? Brilliant. You know what I mean? Like it's, And that's believable for his character, I would say, because he's the one who's created the Adam Project. He's the one who's essentially the ability to now time travel. It would, in a way, if he's spending his whole life trying to get it going, uh, it makes sense that he would just kind of take it. If, if he's older, if, he's, if his son from the future, from 2050, was to come to him and be like, yo, you, it worked, he'd be like, okay, <laughs> great. What are you doing here, kind of thing. So, again, I, I liked all of that. I don't think it was in any way like it needed to go into too much detail about it. I just, it just... Yeah, I thought it was thought it was handled pretty well. It's kind of just like enabling the, the viewer to then just just go with this this story of you know older Ren, you know older Adam wants to stop wants to destroy the time travel aspect, destroy the Adam project to stop this villain doing what they're doing what they are doing kind of thing. And and and, and this is my only major. Well, I say major. It's just the only thing I didn't enjoy. Unfortunately, like I say with anything, there's always got to be some kind of like bad villain. And sadly, Catherine Keener's character, you know, she, she does what she can with what she's what she's given. It's just the villain's so forgettable. And that's really all I can say on the front with that. I think that just really poor villain. Um, we'll leave that there. Zoe Saldana as well. Like, she's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's such a great, great actor. And 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 again, the, the the relationship between her and Ryan Reynolds is great. And there's some fantastic chemistry on screen. But it's one of those as well where I find that sometimes actors like Zoe Saldana get cast in these kind of roles and then 
they're only like they get to flex. They, they might get to stretch and flex and and give a fantastic performance, but they're not in it for long enough to for me to be like, holy smokes, what a fantastic support. You know what I mean? Like she's kind of there. She does what she again what she's got with with the time that she's given. Does it amazingly well. But I just wanted a little bit more from her. As you know, I wanted to see more of her character. Maybe as well Jennifer Garner because again, just a minor supporting role really. Um, the CGI in this film is pretty top notch. I will give them that. I think it's a pretty banging. There's some great excellent great choreography and fight sequences and CGI overall. Like, one of my favourite shots in this film, it's in the trailer, one of the trailers anyways, where young Adam, there's like a car chase unfolds, he looks out the rear view window and sees the ship like hovering down, but the, the camera focuses from young Adam's face to the actual reflection of the spaceship. I thought it was just a great little touch. And that whole sequence as well that you'll have seen in the, in the trailer where... Uh, older Adam, it's going to get confusing, isn't it? Where Ryan Reynolds as Adam is fighting off these like stormtrooper-looking folks with what essentially is a lightsaber. Obviously, there's there's nods to it, you know. Like young Adam's like, is that a lightsaber? It's like I like that, you know. What I mean, like, and there's some great moments as well when they're like talking about like the time, the time travel aspect, timelines, multiverse, and he's like, my God, you've watched too many films, and again, I really like that as well. But the, like I said, the action and choreography and fight sequences in this, again, there could have been. I would have liked more of that, but the one sequence that we do get, um, it, it's really entertaining enough and maybe they tried to steer away from it too much like that because they didn't want it to become too gimmicky too superhero-y kind of thing um but i thought that it was um yeah pretty decent enough i i, I just it just raises that question again of, of with with anything a bit like jeff goldblum in jurassic park like you know you you've spent so long you know knowing or looking into what you could do but you never stopped to think that you should you kind of thing and it raises that question paraphrasing terribly there obviously for Jurassic Park apologies to JP fans there and Jeff Goblin mate um but no it does raise that question again for like Mark Ruffalo's character that you know he's created something like time travel it's you know the question again that if you can create it should you um and yeah I think it was it was entertaining enough it's not by any stretch like I say going to set the world alight it's not going to win any grant you know Oscars for anything like that or you know I mean it's, it's it's just there for that entertainment factor and I do think that the, the 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 family driven and like I said the emotional range in this like it did feel like Reynolds was trying not to be classic Ryan Reynolds in this and I'd respect him for that in a way because it's so easy to see a Ryan Reynolds film pop up and think oh it's just here we go again kind of thing but I do feel that Maybe at times it it did seem a little forced that he was trying to steer it away from that classic Reynolds take of films kind of thing. But I do appreciate. I do think, like I said, the the emotional range in this from Reynolds is pretty pretty great, and it's probably the best kind of performance for me, anyways. On that, like taking all those Reynolds kind of films aside, I think it's it's up there with like in terms of his emotional range. That is like buried the film he did back in twenty ten. I would say that was a very good release from him. Um, great performance as well and, and just simple enough story you know I mean but I just think that his range in this is is far superior than some of the things that I've seen him in in the last few years and and I have to take my heart off to him for that because I do feel that yeah it was if that was any other person that was playing any any other actor you know it, you'd have been like what you know great performance so I'm not going to not say that just because I think that sometimes Ryan Reynolds is the same character. I do think he manages to get away from classic Reynolds in this, which again, fair play to him. Fair play indeed. But yeah, this this definitely is much more enjoyable for me anyway, it's much more consumable for me than than Free Guy. I don't know what it was about that film that I just did not just did not <laughs> take much liking to, but it was one of them. Um but I, it has me excited to see what Levy and Reynolds are gonna do for for Deadpool 3. Um but this was a pretty, pretty yeah pretty decent enough film the adam project it's available on netflix now um so go check it out and say if you've got kids you've looking or you've just don't know what to watch on an evening friday night saturday night whatever it is stick this on i'm sure you'll enjoy pretty much most of it it's say it's just towards the end when as usual with these kind of films it kind of make or break i say make or break it didn't for once i didn't think 
you know, oh, like the villain ruined it that much that the end. Again, there's some great emotional emotional uh, range in this, and and I, I thought the ending was really lovely anyway. So with that, I'll leave it there. This uh, again, I, I wanna, I, I didn't listen to my free guy podcast review to work out or remember what I gave it, but this has got to be higher than it. So I'm a bit like, oh my god, what did I give free guy? But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give this a six and a half out of ten. Um, if free guy was the same, or or I, I don't think it would have been higher, but. If it is, if if I gave three guys six or six and a half, then this needs to go up to like at least nearly a seven. So we'll stick with six and a half now, and then uh, yeah, we'll see, eh? But again, thank you ever so much for listening to this podcast. It really is appreciated. All the support is really, really, really appreciated. Don't forget to hit like, follow, etc. On to Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts and all that jazz. Jump onto Facebook, so it's Joe Blogs about films. That too will be really appreciated. But I will be back reviewing films, revisiting films before you know it. Until then, though, thank you again and. Take care.